This show is part of the Headstuff Podcast Network. My name is Keen, and what about the famine? My name is James, and I'm ready to quit quicker than the sugar babes. <laughs> or ash sugar babe, I'm not sure. <laughs> Welcome to Sissy That Pod. The place to be for all of your RuPaul's Drag Race recap goodness. And today we're discussing RuPaul's Drag Race UK Season 4, Episode 2. Yastonbury. Yastonbury. Yes. Wonderful. Exactly. Wonderful. And we're joined by the inimitable Fanula Jones. I mean, is there ever a better guest to have? No. No. And I say that, and I would say that to any of her other guest faces. <laughs> <laughs> He says knowing he's leaving the podcast in 10 weeks. Fanula <laughs> Jones, thank you so much for joining us for this episode of UK Season 4. I guess we're only, we're only two episodes in. Are you feeling the hype yet? Thank you so much for having me, first and foremost. A delight to be here, as always. I had actually fully forgotten that it started um, until you were like, do you want to come on? And I was like, now's a great opportunity to start this. I don't know, like the dates and everything just didn't, it didn't register in my head. And I, I suppose I've talked before the last couple of times I was on about the fatigue I was feeling with the series and kind of not finishing the last few series. But I will say it's obviously still very early days. I am glad that I have started this because the caliber is extremely high and I'm it loving is. this gaggle of girls quite a lot yeah absolutely I do have to say you, you were not alone in that sort of having entirely forgotten or missed the fact that it was coming like I think that if it wasn't for the fact that I host a drag race podcast it might have entirely passed me by as well because it did just seem to be a lot less fanfare than there has been for the previous seasons which maybe they're just like hey we're, we're gonna like soft launch but we know we've got such amazing girls that the hype will come later I don't know what their strategy was but it's definitely an amazing Yeah, it cast. just really, yeah, it really flew under the radar or something. And then it was like, I was seeing it on Instagram stories, like last week's lip sync and, and on TikTok. It'd be like, is anyone obsessed with this Mabel song since seen it on Drag Race UK? I was like, Drag Race UK? What the hell? <laughs> <laughs> I felt 800 years old. I felt so behind with the kids. Um, but no, as you said, the girls are, God, they're so bloody good. We yeah. have just, we're so lucky to live on a planet with such talented drag artists mm-hmm. like yeah. aliens it must be so fucking yeah, jealous <laughs> so good the I really think this episode has really staked like put a stake in the grass to say this is going to be a good episode because like I think the challenge was kind of mediocre and the runway was like only okay but it was just the patter and getting to know these queens like I, I think we never even got there really with season three I think you know, just the one-liners and just the, the repartee of some of them was, was just brilliant. Oh, when Baby went and lost, almost lost her mind over the fact that, like, two of them had forgotten their lyrics. And, like, she was sitting there, <laughs> like, fully knowing she was going to be safe and fine, being like, I'm just, I'm, I'm going to exclude myself from this narrative because I just am too... I was like, this, this is a demented creature. I am so happy we get to see them explode at some point. I have to say, now, James, you did say before we started recording that you were disappointed with the outcome. And I'm guessing that you're not loving John Purr's Blonde and I kind of was feeling that energy even though we watched it separately <laughs> you, you, got, got you, you managed to and manifest the said, energy that I was giving in relation I got, that's why I, we, I, I, we I definitely can, spent too much time together exactly if you were from from another county able to feel the energy I'm going to give towards the king because when John Purr's Blonde said what about the famine I could visually picture you rolling your eyes 
slowly shaking your head and then writing in your notes. I, I, no. Well, actually, what I wrote beside Starlet was, I think I'm glad she's going this week. And that was the first thing I wrote about her. So... Jeez, <laughs> tough crowd this season. <laughs> but I, I have to say, what, what I what I haven't enjoyed Starlet's energy. I've loved her in the Talking Heads, and I like and the delusion to sit there in the midst of like the shit show that was them watching backstage, and for her to go, oh, guys, I, I actually think I was really good. <laughs> I snorted. <laughs> that was brilliant. <laughs> I had my fun, and that's all that matters. <laughs> yeah. I don't want to be that bitch, but I think I did, okay? No, babe. So anyway, we, we come in from the from the uh, end of last week's episode and um, then they get to choose the teams. Black Pepper chooses one, Dakota chooses one. I'm thinking in the picking of the teams that surprised you, I would have I, I thought uh, Danny Beard would have been the first choice personally, but actually now having seen Baby, I guess Baby was the obvious first choice. Yeah, going into this episode, I did not get the baby hype, but now I'm fully Mm -hmm. team baby forever, personality, vibe, drag, everything. But I would have been the same as you have like a really deep affinity for Danny Beard. But I suppose also you wouldn't know what they would have said about because of the specificities of the challenge and how they'll admit that they didn't really, they don't really consider themselves a performer in that way. Maybe that's something people were taking on board. But if it was my team, I would have been like, Danny, up you get. Yeah. Was not surprised by, you're going to have to bear with me on this because I have face blindness for any of the ones that I don't really <laughs> care about like yet. or care about yet. It's only <laughs> episode two, guys, forgive me. The 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 ginger Copper one, top. the older yeah. ginger one. <laughs> Copper top. Copper top, excuse me. Copper top, when Copper top was like, these ladies, they don't know what they're, because they picked me last. I'm like, whatever, prove it. Just do it then. Show me. Show your answer. Reference the text. I'm over it already. Yeah, I, I actually think those, like, when you saw the teams being picked, it was just so clear what the, like, the styles of each of them was going to be. Like, you were getting that kind of, you know, slick fifth harmony destiny's child style of team from from black pepper and you were getting the kind of i don't know side show novelty single aesthetic going on 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 team dakota so like i you, you could have just like you could have just parted them in that way and without anyone picking you just be like with well, these are the natural teams as they as they kind of sit together and also at copper top doing that whole fake out oh, oh am i gonna go and it's like of course you're not you you are not gonna go in there to do some like thigh slapping kind of you know bump and grind that is not your thing at all but i do think that with the song the way it turned out to be like a rock song i, I just don't think that that kind of like r&b-ish style suited it at all so they were hampered right from the beginning by choosing to go that way i think yeah yeah, yeah. how did we feel about the She's the she's the fat kid with the buffet line. I did not hear that. And now upon hearing it, I'm like, <laughs> I'm making, nobody can see this, but Kian is making a face e- and we're grimacing. all making it. Grimacing, grimacing. What I year just is don't it? know how that made the cuss. Yeah, very strange. Yeah. For, considering the other things they were like, and I get obviously the mother talking line, whatever this went, this is the beep, yeah. whatever, the queen's dead, it's fine, we can say whatever we want. <laughs> yeah. But like, I just, it's very strange. Very strange. Yeah, especially because, like, I mean, you know, like, well, Drag Race has been called out on lots of fronts in the last in the last while, and it's, like, done a good job in, 
in fixing that, but like around the fat phobia and the way it speaks about like fat people, maybe they kind of took one look at Danny and were like, oh, you're kind of a bit bigger body. So therefore maybe you can say this and it's fine. And it's like, mm, maybe not still. I was more surprised when Liz Truss walked into the room to give them advice in their lyrics though. <laughs> <laughs> Saz Cassie can't come in today to do the mini budget I'm on drag race. <laughs> the more successful sister, I would say, will be Kathy Dennis. I mean, Fnuli, you're now entering the world of flops with your new podcast, Flop Culture. I think the career of Kathy Dennis will be a very interesting avenue to go Or the career of Liz Truss. Because, <laughs> because <laughs> Top of the flops this week, the Great yeah. British Pound. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's not looking good, girls. It's not looking good. Because, like, although she's a legend songwriter, she, like, never took off on her own. I'd always think that's oh, such an I, interesting I story. I had to Google. I did an audible who. Yeah. Like, no one okay. in the room. I was like, who? Who? And then I was like, oh. But even then, it was a bit like, oh. Well, my, my favourite Kathy Dennis story, don't know if it's confirmed, is she used to date Supervet. Oh. And she broke up with him in 2002, which was when Toxic was written. And people think, based on that, that Britney Spears' Toxic is about Supervet. I I don't I don't buy into the whole. Maybe it's not true. Maybe it's not. It is true. It's yeah. gospel. You can't tell me that's fact. Whatever. Every time I hear that, I'm like, it's, it helps that I find Supervet also incredibly sexy. Helps animals go with his hands. Interested in robotics for some reason? Yes, please. Yeah, he, yes, please, Noel. You're slipping under, you know? <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Uh, I, thought, I thought Kathy gave good critiques, though. Like, I don't think... Like, I think she actually contributed. Because remember when Steps had to do a little cario thing? I think that's it. That was... Oh my god! And the social distancing chime, and they were all just yeah. like set, like parcelled off into their various <laughs> and, Yeah, I did actually think her critique was yeah good and fair, but also as you said, more direct and honest than past people have been. Yeah, it felt more like that she kind of had come in with like a brief of like, oh, you've got to give useful advice, not like you you've got to kind of create drama for us or something. So there was a. Um, I don't know, yeah. You kind of, because I was thinking about that when Lisa Scott Lee wasn't there and then, who who did they, did they get some random other person to come in and just be Lisa Scott Lee for the day? No, no, at least couldn't be here. She was in Dubai. Well, she was trapped remember? in Dubai because of COVID. That's right. Yeah. She was trapped in Dubai. They had two of them for the dance section and then the other two for the vocal section, but yeah. they couldn't join in the dancing. Yeah. Like it was deranged. <laughs> deranged. How does he let that happen? <laughs> so stupid. Um, so, Following on from advice from legendary songwriter Kathy Dennis, then they get to speak to Leyland, who, bless him, has to has to describe his own credentials as I've written a few songs like <laughs> UK Hun, BDE, and it's like fair enough. You've actually written for like Selena Gomez and Troy Sivan, and you're forced to just say RuPaul songs. No, no, no. It's the RuPaul songs that's that what are, he's known for. You know, that are top caliber. Like <laughs> top caliber. they're I, the big earners. I, I do have to. I, I miss when they used to have M and K on though, because like, like I, I think yes. that they had like mm. they've obviously like Leland. Leland is doing all, like pretty much all of them now like he's doing the the entire mm. he's like rocking yeah. around the entire franchise like writing these 
um, little ditties. What was your name? Your guy. What was the name of the guy that went mental and drank a lot of bleach? Oh, uh, uh, I know exactly. Lu- Lucian Pine. Lucian Piani. Piani. Yeah. 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 Uh, yeah. M&E K was funnier he as well was. as yeah. that in that role. Um, yeah. Would love to see him come back and. And a better songwriter. Uh, yeah. I would. I would. Yes. I would dare say. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. uh, also, Freddie. The, the plus one to Leyland who was like oh I love a redhead as a fellow redhead with what clearly looks like mousy brown hair to me yeah I'm know. sorry you cannot this is like Americans claiming Irish heritage like pull down your trousers show me your boobs if they're not red I don't want to know about exactly. it not a flaming Did crotch like Lindsay Lohan yeah, yeah exactly if you're not friend of hers you can't just say you can't just say words no you can't just no. say things out loud it, no. you can't just tell lies like sorry, that sorry, on national TV Trevor or whatever your name was it's not strawberry blonde it's brown <laughs> mousy brown mousy brown Trevor mousy brown. brown Trevor I think he had like a touch of red in the beard but that does not constitute a red head this no. is a touch of red in the beard I'm gesturing yes. to my own <laughs> yeah uh, so th- that was that whole segment I, I think he just set you up for who was going to do well who wasn't going to do particularly well in that and uh, then we get to the runway I, I, or the, the workroom. I loved Shakespeare's Fister. I wish they got to call themselves Shakespeare's Fister. Same. It was so good. I was so and like the all the both group names this time around were well actually Queens of the Bone Edge better triple threat. Not great though. No, it's still not great. But then you've triple fucking threat, and it's the whole thing of like yeah, like it's funny because there isn't three of us. No, because you've had to explain the joke. Like, give me a break. Bad. Not good. Triple not funny. threat gives me. Louis Walsh's team on the X Factor out in the first two weeks. Oh my god. Yeah. R.I.P. Two Shoes. Uh, (laughs) 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 Wear five shoes. (laughs) Wasn't there like a a girl group called Hope, I think, at one point? Like that sort of, of like totally forgettable girl group. God. In the groups of X Factor. Yeah. Well, didn't. Uh, No, but I I think though, like the, the, the triple track group were taking it too seriously. You know, like they they, mm. they weren't kind of mm. like, you, you, I think that was fine for Baby and Black Pepper because they could go out and like they they were writing clever lyrics and they were able to deliver them in a really fierce way that it kind of like matched with the energy they were going for. But for the other three, like they were so in over their heads, and by going for yeah. this kind of like sleek kind of sexy look, it just it didn't give them any room to do anything other than be perfect. Yeah, I think when you go in with such a strong regime like that in your head as Black Pippa and Baby did, like, I think they were just like, okay, everyone else will fall in line. We'll do it really tightly and we'll just do it. And there was no consideration mm-hmm. for the fact that they're not their strengths yeah. as in the other girls. Whereas with the other group, they kind of nearly leaned into it being a little bit more relaxed, a little bit less polished. And mm. then... I would find when I was watching them, your eye was kind of less drawn to if they if there were yeah. kind of discrepancies in choreo and stuff. Your eye wasn't as drawn to it. You just thought it was part of the routine. Whereas yeah. they were kind of trying to run such a tight ship that the minute you saw one domino fall, it was like, and then it was just like, like watching like a train wreck. Yeah, completely. I was trying to think of an analogy for the team of like, like a sandwich where the bread is absolutely gorgeous but the filling is just like really subpar tuna mayo like it was just a really sort of shit filling between two absolutely excellent bookends yeah, that's a, it's yeah. just like 
I'm just devastated for her baby because, especially when I suppose you're not expecting this challenge to come so soon, and then it does, which is great for the listener, and you're probably like, you see it in your head and it's playing out and you know you have all the capabilities there and all the challenge, mm-hmm. and then watching the other cogs kind of falter as they did. Yeah. Like, I can't blame her. I would have wanted to absolutely, like... I would have been feral as well, to be honest. Yeah. I mean, after the fact, I'm sure, you know, when she's had time to to, to reflect, maybe stick on some, like, sleep sounds from Cam, the Cam app. But it, she <laughs> she will actually realise that... Who the, aren't sponsoring this no, episode. Just, F- just, just FYI, yeah. <laughs> I'm just very passionate about Cam. Um, that, that actually she got the best of any situation by what happened, because... You know, she was obviously outstanding, did an incredibly good job. All of the other team who did a brilliant job didn't get any feedback on it, didn't get any sort of FaceTime with FKA Twigs. She was clearly obsessed with this girl. So she and she actually got to stand there and be told you were amazing by someone who's actually her idol, which if she had been on the winning team, you know, wouldn't have been something that was open to her. So I suppose it obviously shows that she's a bit of a perfectionist, that she was so put out by the fact that other people Mm. were messing up her stuff. But in the long run, I think it kind of stood her better that that's the way it worked out. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Well, she could have still had her moment with FK if she'd won. You know, she might might have got special commendation from Rue. You know, sort of way. So, it's hard to know. Uh, what makes me particularly livid for Baby is that six of them got Rue Peter badges just yeah. by being on the winning team. So, and she when did I heard that, the best. I yeah. was like, excuse, like this is like the Hollywood handshake and the the falling of the value in that. We're talking about <laughs> the great British pound going through the floor. <laughs> Hollywood handshake has no value anymore and neither does a bloody Rue Peter bag. Deliver. Deliver? No. Is the question? No. I'm not but sure. This is the it thing. definitely doesn't have any fucking value now. Where Cheryl Hole somewhere has just exploded. <laughs> <laughs> Steam coming out of her ears, like <laughs> <just> vibrating. <laughs> yeah, the first triple threat were were a mess. Like Starlet, I thought the first was good, but the presence was non-existent. Oh, come she on, Yas Queen, like, give us nothing. Like it was just flailing around with the stank face, which is so strange because I think think she's really cute and fun in the Talking Heads, and none of that energy is on the stage. Yeah, I actually think she could have done that soft thing like FK Twigs was talking about in her critique of mm. her if she kind of nearly leaned into it more and been a bit more caricature with it, like really yeah. hammed up the burlesque side of it. But it did just look like she didn't care. Yeah. And it was mm. just like going through the motions. I just, I think I disagreed with the critiques around like her face and whatever and kind of giving nothing there. Again, I think she could have utilised that and been like really deadpan and then really, as I said, kind of comedic flowy with the body movement and the choreo. And then also when you panic and you get nervous and you realise that you've missed a step, like I'd also be like that flailing, but it Mm. just makes it so much harder to pull it back then, if that makes sense. Yeah, completely. And you you could see, but I mean, obviously in in, in the, in in the, the like, Bit where they were watching the other team, she obviously felt that she had done really strong, and I think that's or, or done really well because she had hit all her moves. But I think it's that it it was sort of like not. First of all, I don't think it was her lane. Like her lane is much more that kind of like you know Hollywood vixen sort. And I think that had she been allowed to work more in that, it probably would have worked for her. Like if she'd been able to do proper kind of burlesque stuff, that would have allowed her to be more herself. 
because they were also trapped in trying to do this this um i suppose this r&b hip-hop style even though it was meant to be a rock song it all kind of got mixed up for her and i think it just really didn't work to her fa- to her favor in this I-, I do think that her her face could have been an advantage if she kind of had really leaned into it but as it was you kind of just got the impression like it was like it was Danny Beard made a joke about someone like like they looked like a crew who were standing in the queue for Greg's about them. She actually looked like she was standing in the queue for Greg's, just like waiting mm. for the door to open. Also, like the outfit, I think the less you wear, the more you have to, to turn it in your performance because you've less of, a, of an outfit doing a conversation for you. And I just think like wearing majority a net and then like two black stars that are kind of like slightly up off the nipples there and center. It just, I just, the whole thing didn't go right for her, I don't think. I thought all of that team's costuming was like not good when you look again at the other girls. Like, and Mm. it wasn't even that they were like much more cohesive, but they did have like pulls here and there for each girl and each look. And it just worked so much better, especially when you're working in the genre of like, Rock and roll, yeah. we'll say. Um, they just, they really nailed it in a, way, in a more effortless way than the other girls did, as James mentioned. Like, that perfectionism, I think, really just shot them in the it ass. It did. It did. And poor, poor Starlet. James, talk to John Poor Starlet just and, can't, and, can't dance. Like, she just can't dance. <laughs> I, I honestly, like, I thought that she fell over during the lip sync. I didn't realise that that <laughs> wasn't. I thought that she had actually just collapsed. <laughs> Like, Starlet. Yeah, Starlet. <laughs> um, no, Jombers. I, I, I don't know. Jombers has a sort that sort of manic energy that 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 kind of like wants to please you and wants to do like has like a seven thousand jokes obviously in their head at every moment and wants to tell every single one of them and wants to get the reaction to all of them and like wants to say too much and wants to do and it wants to lean into every single bit of shtick available and like it just needs to be. Because I actually I, I I enjoyed their lip sync quite a bit, and I actually liked their outfit much more when they took off that that um the cape thing that they were wearing. Because I think that like if they can learn to tone it down about seven hundred notches, then maybe they won't be quite so annoying. <laughs> yeah, I support our own and all, but I am I'm not I'm not feeling it quite yet. There's time. It's episode two, but I it's definitely that thing of, and they've spoken about it in their confessionals I suppose about being like of a certain age and kind of feeling yeah. you know whatever but I just I do get that try hardiness vibe from them as well and even the lipstick I found lip sync even I found quite painful to watch just knowing that as they said like oh totally unable to get the word like their mouth around mm-hmm. the words and just you could see the, again that thing of being one thought ahead of yourself and trying to keep up with that was very, very frustrating to watch. Though I will say, I actually did think the famine joke was kind of funny and I did really like the <laughs> runway. Yeah. So I'm just hoping it's still maybe kind of early Dave's day's nerves and they settle a bit and realise, look, you've made it to week three. You've proven yourself with regards to that. Yeah. Even being in the competition yourself is, itself has proven that. So just chillax the cacks. And just show them what you have to offer. I, I feel a bit like she got, she got like, I think it, it was almost like the energy of like, she got a job she hadn't expected to got. She was like, oh my God, am I a look queen? Have I been picked with the mm. look queens? How did they, like, and that sort of then sort of like went through because I would have put her more naturally in that kind of comedy vibe rather than in the kind of serious yeah. look queen group. 
because I found myself during the episode asking myself why am I not rooting for her yet like she is Irish we were rooting for Blue Hydrangea right out the gate um, and I think it's because I know you said like she's been over the top and she is but we actually rarely see her we, she, has, she hasn't had many talking heads and then when she is it's like she's about to combust so I don't know I kind of felt like maybe we just ha- haven't been shown the good side of her we haven't seen the nice side of her maybe it's all in the edit and I was like I'll be sad to see her go but during the lip sync at the end was the first time I actually found myself rooting mm-hmm. for her so Same. I think I'm on board yeah. now for, with John Purse, even though I find it very hard not to say Jog Purse. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the the name is. I actually wasn't even fully sure what the name was until you both said it. So I'm really grateful for that <laughs> yeah, for that education. Thanks but so much. Is it, much is it a like? Is it some kind of like thing? Like, is it a like? Is it John Bruce Blonde? Is that like a play on words or something? I, I feel like I'm totally missing. I feel yeah. like there's an inside joke, and I'm just like, yeah. like I don't. To me, it just sounds like a Belgian beer. Oh, it does actually, yeah. That's all I'm really getting from (laughs) Mm, Delicious. Delicious, tasty. Uh, Let's go on to Queens of the Bone Age, which I think every time I say it, it just feels like it's a... It's a Jack Black. I actually line. hate it more the more you say it. I think you are right. It's not good. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. It is It is so bro like it. <gasps> oh, Queens of the Bone Age. Uh, I'm going to roll up the sleeves of my t shirt and slam some blood. Oh, yeah. God. It takes- I guess it's also because Queens of the Stone Age don't don't come to us as a queer touch point that often no. you know yeah. that, like you know queer I, I much preferred uh, Danny Brown's Marina and the Cat Pissers I think no, that, that would be good <laughs> <laughs> yes yes um, <clears throat> who stood out for you out of this bunch uh, Fnula who stood I like Dakota Schiffer forever mm. my mm-hmm. god just totally I'm just obsessed even before I'd started, again, because the algorithm just feeds me the information I knew. She was the only one who I knew of the cast because I was getting fed it on TikTok and Instagram. I just find her so captivating mm-hmm. and the way she approaches drag in general and even seeing, I suppose, with, with regards to this specific task, like seeing how the confidence come through and being like embodying that performer for someone who hasn't really performed that much, like it's exciting. It's so exciting. It makes me like, I need to see what you do next. Yeah. I need to see what you're going to do next. And it's not about necessarily, I'm obsessed with what she wears, but I'm like, I want to see you. I don't, I, I want to see a cartwheel across the stage. I want to see a breathe fire. I don't care. I'm just enchanted, absolutely enchanted. I'm obsessed. I, I'm completely on the same page. And like, it feels like, you know, so many like of the, the younger queens in particular have obviously gotten into to drag more so around the looks. But with her, you get the feeling that it really is about the performance because, you know, the way like a lot of people who are like performer type people will be very kind of shy and reserved when you, when you actually see them or meet them outside of that, that, that sort of scenario. Like you get that impression of her, like she is so softly spoken and so sort of, you know, polite and quiet. But then like, say with the lip sync last week and then again with this performance this week, there was just such like a, a hunger for the performance that came out the second she started. And she was like, I couldn't take my eyes off her. Like, I, I you know, I think that her look was the best look out of the, the lineup of the people that was there. I loved the way she started it off. Like there was, she was just so fierce. Uh, yeah, I'm really excited to see where she goes for the rest of the season. I loved I, her mirror moment this yeah, week as well. I just, so interesting, I love... such a weird, like, unique story. 
like pretty much every sort of queer story is somewhat unconventional but like hers is I just love those really sort of out there never considered what it's like to be an identical twin but one of you transitions you know it just I think it's so interesting and the other one's non-binary and it's that dynamic of like your twin I guess quote brother becomes your sister and like you know it's just such an interesting dynamic I, I, I was really captivated by that yeah so important and <clears throat> so significant I just don't think it can be understated how important these moments are uh, on a tv show like this partic- particularly at the moment it is just so important like any sort of really truthful and honest depictions of trans people trans lives trans relationships are just so significant at the moment and to have someone who's there so authentically as themselves clearly so talented so unique i'm just like this is brilliant this is perfect i was worried last week that she was not going to go the distance but i'm now i'm i'm buckling in for the long haul with dakota schiffer same same. I love Danny Beard as well. Uh, yeah. Danny Beard, mm-hmm. I think, I, again, for someone who, again, in the confessionals is like, I can't believe I won this challenge considering, spoiler alert, sorry, but considering I never considered myself really a performer or whatever and not a dancer, like, if anyone was made for a task f- for a rock and roll song, it was oh, Danny Beard. Day. And I'm obsessed with Danny's drag and just how she looks. And, oh, it's just not kind of the thing I usually gravitate towards, but... I love it. Love it so much. Yeah. Yeah, I was almost disappointed that we didn't get more of a vocal range from Danny. But it's like, that's unfair because Danny's the only queen I've ever seen live in person that I've spoken to out of the cast. So I kind of know. And I mean, we've seen Danny Beard sing Adele. So I know he has like an amazing range. So I kind of thought that this was a bit understated. But I agreed. I think Danny and Pixie were a really strong duo to finish mm-hmm. off that performance with. And I would definitely go see like a double act of those yeah. two because I thought they really had great stage presence. Yeah, absolutely. I, I mean, Dakota, Danny and Pixie were the three that I had as my like top three for the for the week out of that team. Yeah, Pixie had been kind of fading in the background for me. Like one of the ones that I was getting face blindness for. But this task <laughs> like just came right front yeah. and center up for me. I was like, okay, I know who you are. I know what you can do. I'm excited to see what's next. I actually was pleasantly surprised by Cheddar. I think the edit was it was pointing us towards a bit of a, bit mm. of a car crash. Um, but I actually think she pulled it together and I think she gave us a very Cheddar performance. But in a way that like Joe Black never really managed to bring their kooky side into a pop song. I think Cheddar succeeded with it. Yeah, I do really like Cheddar. I just feel like this was... I suppose it was a trickier task because the others were just so strong mm-hmm. for me. Um, but the runway, oh my oh, God, I just, I die. Yeah. Just so captivating. Could listen to them read the phone book. Incredible. Yeah. No, absolutely. It, it is like, they, they kind of have walked in there even last week, Rue giving them the kind of, you know, the, I'm putting respect on your name from RuPaul to, to Cheddar Gorgeous. Like, obviously that's a, that's a queen who would have a similar kind of um, presence to, to likes of, say, a Bianca Del Rio at walking in. And I'm like, I don't know that, that she has perhaps positioned herself as strongly at the forefront of the competition as like maybe Bianca or Bob did when they came in in their season. So I'm wondering, I, I, I'm wondering if she is going to make it all the way to the end, but she's definitely, I think, like a very strong presence in the competition. Yeah, 100%. Both versions of Come Alive are available to stream or download now. Will you be streaming or will you be downloading? I'm only getting the CD single and that's it. Uh, uh. <laughs> Any cassettes? <laughs> Any mini discs? Yeah. Not? I, I mean, I, the chorus I, is good. It, it is. And have that's you all gone I'd back say to, on that. Have you ever gone back to Big Drag Energy? No. 
No. <laughs> no. And I don't even think this was as good as Big Drag Energy, unfortunately. <laughs> it's a shame because they came out of the gate with two absolute belters and then they've had two flops pretty recently. Yeah. Before we get into the runway, I want to let you know that this week's episode of Sissy That Pod is brought to you by Threshold. Threshold is a national housing charity and is launching a new phase of its award-winning awareness campaign, own your rights and it's designed to reach private renters throughout Ireland. I mean all you need to do is turn on the radio or chat to some friends and you can hear a litany of reasons why it's so stressful to rent in Ireland at the moment based on how few properties there are, based on the quality of the properties and based on how shady certain landlords can be. This campaign was launched in response to the unprecedented and urgent crisis in the Irish rental market and own your rights is now in its second year. The campaign is designed to raise awareness of how Threshold can provide tenants throughout Ireland with the immediate and urgent assistance they need at a time of unparalleled need for renters. As Ireland is gripped by an ever-escalating cost-of-living catastrophe, these tenants continue to be unfairly affected by the Irish housing crisis. Ongoing rent increases, both legal and illegal, are putting further pressure on already financially squeezed renters alongside other ever-present housing issues such as illegal evictions or persistent problems with poor rental property standards. And I'll interject here and say so far we've been really lucky with the landlords that we've had but I've heard stories from friends of the old I need to kick you out because my child's coming to live there or like redo it all up, bump up the price and then like get around the whole rent freeze rules. So I know exactly how shady they can be. And Threshold's Own Your Rights campaign also highlights the mental health impact of Tennessee issues on renters while providing them with essential advice and support to help them address their housing problems. Threshold's own first-hand experience on the front lines indicates consistently high levels of stress and anxiety among tenants around Ireland brought on by the crisis situation in the private rental market. Threshold is ready to help though. Any renters experiencing any issues with their rental property can avail of their help, including urgent support for those in really precarious positions. These supports include a confidential free phone support line, 1800 454 454, as well as their online web chat and one-to-one assistance from trained, qualified advisors who can guide a tenant through all of their legal rights and entitlements. So if you want to engage in this, if you think it's appropriate for your situation, you can go to threshold.ie, confidentially call their expert service advisors on the free phone I mentioned earlier, 1800 454 454. That's open Monday to Fridays, 9am to 9pm. Their web chat service, Monday to Fridays, 9.30am to 5pm. Or just check out their website or you can send them an email. And this is a really important service because not only is there a housing crisis, there's also a homelessness crisis. And we know statistically that queer people and especially queer youth are more likely to end up homelessness if they're kicked out of their home because their family do not accept their gender identity or their sexuality. So this is a really important campaign. I'm really happy I get to share it with you. And if this is ringing bells with you and you think you might really benefit having a call with Threshold, That number again is 1800-454-454. And the campaign is called Own Your Rights. My first poem went viral January last. I wrote a book and now I host a podcast. I'll have guests, we'll laugh and we'll moan and we'll realise that everybody's a poem. Hello, I'm Jan Brereton. I'm a mom, a fashion stylist, a perpetual sweary person and an accidental poet. In the thick of lockdown, I wrote a poem. What day is it? Who gives a fuck? I'd never written a poem before, but once I started writing, I couldn't stop. 
I'd love you to join me each fortnight for my podcast, Everybody is a Poem, where I'll read some poems and I'll chat with guests who inspire me. Everybody is a Poem with me, Jan Brereton, coming soon to the Head Stuff Podcast Network. On to the runway. Did we like Rue's look? I do not like that red wig on her. It's, but that's just personal preference and nothing else. Michelle looked incredible. Michelle did. I loved look. Graham's shirt. Yeah. Shirt even. FK so Twigs. no, you didn't like Ruth's look? No. You're complimenting <laughs> everyone. I love it, the set. The lighting guy had a lovely pair of socks on. <laughs> End of That's my answer finished. I just, not my vibe. Not my vibe. <laughs> it was a bit, I, I don't know, it looked like, I mean, obviously poor old, um, God, I can't even remember the name of the guy who does all the girls Aldi. like in the background having to make like 700 different dresses a year for all these different offshoots. And this wasn't his best look. Last week, if I remember, she looked absolutely stunning. But this week it was kind of just mm. a bit like, you know, it was like a pink kind of satin. It gave me very yeah. season three. And that's, yeah. that yeah. says it all. Yeah. That says it all. The category was neon at night. First up was Starlet in her pink velvet with yellow sort of plume alien knee look. Uh, I quite liked this it was definitely different from like it wasn't the Hollywood glamour that she's exposed so far so I, I thought this was good and out of the box for her yeah I really liked it as well really liked it yeah I, I did think that Michelle's uh, critique of kind of like you need to tell your face kind of like you and Graham said it as well like this is this was such an over-the-top fun outfit like it was really kind of like it was bold so then the fact that there was this little sort of scaldy face sitting in the middle of it being like mm, it kind of did distract a bit from it um but i mean it was i think it was probably one of the best outfits of the night and one of the best interpretations of the the brief of the night there's a conversation to be had as well around the use of face tapes and i know maybe it's a different conversation yeah. to be had when you're talking about drag and stuff but the minute i don't know how i didn't cop yeah. from looking at her throughout this entire process so far but when she said that, I was like, oh, yeah, okay, that makes sense. Mm-hmm. But and there's a lot of critique around that in terms of how it alters the face shape to, you know, I was just a bit like, didn't sit incredibly well with me. And I thought it was interesting even when they got she got that critique to not make the, to not take it off for the lip sync. But yeah, yeah. I, I otherwise, did, yeah, very good. No, I'd, I'd agree with you though. But, and I do think as well, like, you know, I think that be perhaps a longer time in drag would, maybe teach her that like and you need to be more versatile so you're like right i'm gonna need to be able to perform with my face in this particular occasion so therefore i'm gonna you know lose the the face tape whereas for her obviously the aesthetic is kind of front and like centered the most important thing um and she obviously learned a very valuable lesson now you don't always need face tape especially when you're meant to be doing an emotive performance of a rock song <laughs> get that on an instagram quote right now. <laughs> yes. in front of a, a, a lovely um serene mountain range yeah, yeah just look and lovely lake. italic font you don't always need face tape john purse i guess we kind of already discussed the the neon orange jumpsuit with the painter jacket although i liked the orange i didn't really think i didn't really understand why why how she saw that and went i'll make it into a painter yeah that's actually a fair point i just liked the mixed mediums and it was a very different interpretation i suppose to everyone else and i wasn't really expecting it i don't know what i was expecting from them but i wasn't expecting that (laughs) and i thought it was kind of a bit more elevated than what i was expecting as well and a bit more like fashion capital f um i did like it yeah, I mean, I, I don't, like, I mean, 
it had it was neon nights so i was like i'm not quite sure where you're getting the nice parts of that but it definitely was neon and i liked i thought it was a fun interpretation and then michelle obviously was like i've always said that drag is art and then suddenly john burns was like yeah that's the that's obviously the vibe that's yeah that's it, exactly that's what i meant <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah cool yeah but even michelle saying that I, it's like you yeah it's not like you pioneered that quote it's just uh, it's so stupid. I it's know. Like, I was just like, well, I've always said, Michelle, we get it. You, you have UK friends. We get it. We get it, Michelle. Like, You're on I've track race. Always said the sugar babes are good. It's like, <laughs> good for you. So does half the country. Yeah. Oh god. Uh, baby was up next with her fetish flapper, yellow, orange, and pink sort of. Um, was it too much? Was it too? Was it just right? I liked it overall. I think she sold it well. I really liked it as well. I didn't think it was too much, bar I would kind of agree with Michelle about the neckline. The yeah. But that was the only, when Graham was like, will we take this? Or will we take that? I was like, no, keep it all on. Yeah. Looks class. Yeah. 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 No, I'd agree. I think that the neck thing did kind of, because I like, as well as that, it like, kind of like had an unnaturally like high way of, of kind of like holding herself. And it would have been nice to be able to see a bit more skin as a bit of a contrast. But uh, well, no, I thought it was really cool. I loved the, the kind of feathery harness thing, but that was really class. Hmm. Yeah, definitely. Now, when Sminty turned around, I went, ooh. And then by the time she got to the end of the runway, I was I was kind of bored. I don't know what it was. It, it kind of like lost its appeal to me almost instantly. Maybe it's because it did look like what she wore last week with the sort of Bride of Frankenstein hair. But I did find it interesting at some point. <laughs> I was the exact same. I was like, oh, I was like, this is really nice. And then she was like, I'm probably going to get flack for only wearing nipple tape. And I was like, no, no. And then the more I was watching it, I was like, well, actually, yeah. Like, yeah. I was initially, I was drawn to that silhouette. And then when I interrogated it, I was like, well, you like that silhouette because you saw it last week, yeah. essentially. Mm, yeah, yeah. And you liked it then. It's yeah. not really, like the hair was interesting, I suppose, but it just wasn't. The more I looked at it, the more I found things to kind of, like threads to pull it. apart yeah, yeah exactly yeah. Yeah, yeah no and it was it was very like relying on that body kind of a kind of a look and and it did like as well as like i think the first look the um the first one she did on the runway the um i keep wanting to say i say arctic arctic monkeys but that's not it what's the one the, the antique roadshow that's the one arctic oh yeah monkeys, antique roadshow <laughs> Because I thought you were going for Queens of the Bone Age, <laughs> no. Arctic Monkeys, but, but no, that, that Arctic Monkeys, Antiques Roadshow. <laughs> that was such a, such a clever <laughs> interpretation and, it, looked, and it, it was very different and we hadn't seen stuff like that. And then to do something that we've kind of seen quite a bit of on the show and like it was kind of a reimagination. It was a bit like, okay, this is underwhelming for the standard that you've set for yourself, Sminty. Mm. And maybe it's because like that that's always such a striking silhouette that you're like, oh, and then when you look at it, you go, well, it's actually... It's only really a garment from mm. the waist down. Yeah. It's like it's a skirt and shoes. Yeah. yeah. Someone okay. getting ready for the so what music video shoes. <laughs> <laughs> Forgot to put Did their Kathy top Dennis on. write that. Yeah. <laughs> uh Black Pepper then gave us Diana Ross at the races uh with her neon yellow and black look. This I think was my favourite of the night. Love this. Hated the critique about her being like too shy or whatever in selling the look like that was the entire point it was about mm, being yeah. demure and giving mm-hmm. a different side of things i was just when that when i heard that i was like what am i what are we watching here like that's that's the whole 
what she's trying to sell and it's working yeah. I'm buying whatever you're selling mm-hmm. Black Bible, I'll buy it yeah. Yeah. I, did, I did think as well the way she, like FK Twig said like oh it felt like that you were a bit kind of more reserved in your performance of this and she was like yeah that was the point and then she was like oh well Oh well, bravo! You did it. Like, I mean, either like have some conviction. You know what I mean? Either stick to your guns or don't. You know? I'm gonna try that a future whenever I'm found out that I'm wrong. I'll just be like, oh well. Oh well. Walk away, clap. You got me there. I I like FKA Twigs, but I don't think she was a good judge. No. Yeah, I just. And now, and I feel like I'd be the, in the exact same position as well as a judge, where you're just kind of frozen with fear and then desperately trying to think of jokes and then just yeah. kind of saying things, just saying words. I, uh, the even her delivery of, yeah, yeah, she gives good head phones. phones. And then Rue's like, was, oh, very good. You managed to get oh, one. You got that. I did like her line. I did like her line for baby, where she said she's a real feather goer. I thought that was clever. That's good. I mi- I think I missed that uh, on first watch. Yeah, yeah I don't know. Just too <laughs> nerves, maybe. I'm not sure. Because we don't really see her. To give her benefit of the doubt, you don't really see her doing stuff like no, this ever. ever. No, So I think there must have been like nerves at play. But even like, like Joanna Lumley didn't have like really quick one-liners in the actual runway, but then gave great critiques and gave mm. great sort of responses. Whereas very timid. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. That's fair. Which I mean, I, I guess makes sense, but like that her, she has a different persona, but she's like a more outward facing pop star. But yeah, I don't know. I think I just expected, expected more. Um, Copper Top gave us this like new romantic slash panto look, according to their description to it. She said it was Adam and I got more boy George. I kind of felt it was a bit too clowny for me. I'm going to be honest, I cannot remember one singular detail about this outfit. So that's... Blue that's, and orange, white face, blue uh, beard. Yeah, it was good. It gave circus. It gave... Yeah. I've seen it before. Yeah. I yeah. gave the, the execution not 100% there for me, to be honest. Yeah, I, I, it was like fully fine. It was it was not setting the world alight um, in any way. And like kind of the, even the fact that like he they had to... They go, it's like Adam Ant meets David Bowie and they, they, they go to a, a festival of clowns together. You know, like all of these different explanations for it. It's like, no, it's just a fine clown costume. That's mm. what it is. It's yeah. like kind of what they might have to wear in a rusical. Like it's not yes. one way worthy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like she robbed it out of the trunk full of costumes from past <laughs> yeah. challenges. Moulin Rouge. Exactly. It was, it was in the background. background. Um, Danny Beard gave us Neon Juno Birch in Mars Attack. Uh, you didn't like this, James? No, I just <gasps> thought it was very similar to both the looks last week. It was just kind of like a a structured sort of mini dress with things stuck on it and like a, a very sort of, I, I don't know, and, and like, and tights. And that was sort of it. And it's not, like it looked good. I liked the bubble guns and the performance went with, but it really was like, I want to see different silhouettes and, and different, kind of the same critique as for Sminty, but for Danny and that we need to see a bit more of a range. Okay, that is fair. I actually hadn't really considered that before I <laughs> let out my gas. I did still really like it though because Danny just sells everything mm-hmm. so well. You're in on the fantasy, you're in on the vision, like the bubble guns. It's just so funny and so fun. So I think yeah. I was lost in the allure of that. Mm-hmm. 
I, I do agree. I had the same thing that it, it's like all everything they've worn so far, bar Mr. Blobby, has been like the same length. Like I don't know what you'd call it, like a good bit up the knee. Um and it's all been like black based. Mm-hmm. So maybe they're just been unlucky with the sequencing of the runways. But what what how what she got away with this week for me is that I think this was the best of all of those sort yeah, of black mid length dresses. Yeah, yeah. I just said there was so much character to it and it was a great presentation, so she got away with it. Cheddar gave us this like plasticine. They kept saying mushroom. I got coral from it more so than than mushroom, and I got Barry Tilda Swinton. Ooh. I also got coral reef when I was yeah. looking at them in the workroom again. I was like, "That's that's where Nemo lives. That's <laughs> yeah. an enemy." But anyway, you know what I mean. It's all yeah. under the sea creatures. Um, I still love it though. Like it's just that's art. When Michelle yeah. is on about dragon art, like this is just delicious yeah, to look at yeah. a feast for the eyes always no completely mm. like you, you, I, I didn't really get the mushrooms again as well like or, or even like I didn't see the Carl I just saw like psychedelic and I was like it's sort of just yeah. a psychedelic explosion and like really just like the most interesting interpretation of of, of, of like all of these looks I think it was just yeah she, she is just such like an interesting mind yeah 100% perspective I'm afraid of it <laughs> <laughs> quite afraid <laughs> Uh, now, Fiona, you like a bit of Pokemon. Dakota Schiffer said she was a Pokemon gym leader in this runway. Would you, would you like to hazard a, a a type of Pokemon that she'd be the gym leader for? I would say maybe Grass Electric. Oh, right. You got okay. that neon green, green and vibe. Yellow, yes, exactly. I, I think she was actually basing it off an actual uh, gym leader that I'm not familiar with because I think it's in one of the later gens. And I'm okay. a hashtag fake fan. Um, but... I love any Pokemon references. I'm like, yes, just sign me up. (laughs) Sign me up. I just, I just love the way she approaches her looks. And I know for some people, I I can understand when, if you're to reference last week, how the critique might be like, it's very simple, whatever. But I just, you can, her passion for fashion, to quote the brats, (laughs) is palpable. Like, and just to see how she puts together these looks and creates, like, curates that aesthetic. I just love it. I love it so much. And this was fun. This was totally on theme for me. I feel like I just have such a bias for her that I'm just, I'm word vomiting at this point. But yeah. Yeah. And puffer jackets are really having a moment, I think, since Stranger Things. And... That's sort of been filmed before that, so I think she's bang on trend. I thought you were going to say since the heating crisis. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you know. (laughs) Is it one of those full length lagging jackets? Like really multifunctional. (laughs) Wear it on the runway. Wear it while you're while you're watching Drag Race, you know whatever. Category you want to is do. hot water bottle. <laughs> <laughs> Category is the boiler needs to be serviced. <laughs> Electric blanket couture. Uh, did you like Dakota James? Yeah, I thought that she was great. Like, I, and you know, it, obviously, this is not like a style or area that 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 I think traditionally she take her drag character into. So it was like great that she really went for it and like it looked brilliant. I loved the like the the kind of big puffer jacket thingy as well i thought it looked so cool and the, the headphones like everything together was really just like it just all worked together like she obviously had thought of a whole character for this and it, yeah yeah i loved it 
Uh, up next was LaFail, who gave us a reference. Naomi Campbell in an orange high-vis t-shirt picking up litter on the street. I was not expecting this reference from LaFail, but I loved it and I loved the look. Also loved it. Big fan of LaFail. Loved the makeup. Mm-hmm. This runway as well was really strong. She is another one who I'm like, I need to see what you're doing next week. Yeah. Um, love the personality. It kind of comes through in everything, as you said. Not a reference maybe you'd expect, especially when all the rest of them are going very like <coughs> color alien. palette focused. Yeah, and like alien, yeah. futuristic. She's digging out of the bag of pop culture references. Hugely appreciated it. I loved it. Yeah, yeah it was very unexpected. Um, and like to walk out there with the little litter picker and the one bag of crisps at the bottom of it. I, I, yeah, it was a, <laughs> it was a really it was a really fun performance, and it would make you excited to kind of when the crowd thins out a little bit and you start to actually get a chance to get a good look at them. Um, I'll be excited to see what Lafille does, and I think that like they're going to be a very funny performing queen. So yeah, if they can make it, she's through giving next week, me. A lot of River Medway, mm-hmm. I think, just like a really sweet soul. Who and I, you know, I think the similarities between this runway performance and River Medway's sort of point. Uh, I think River did a bit slightly better though, but I'm getting that sort of like mid-season out, but like real sort of loving fan favorite energy from mm-hmm. the film so far. Uh, and finally, Pixie Polite gave us a sort of a plastic green and pink Macintosh with leopard print on it. This is another fun interpretation, I think, which was different from the rest of them. I'm struggling to remember this one as well. I have to say, Macintosh. I wasn't blown away by it. Like, it was kind of just like a raincoat with some paint splatters on it. I I think I'm remembering now from the workroom. And it was like a very ugly hat. Yeah. It was less a hat, more just a piece of fabric. Yeah, borderline costumey, I would have said. Mm. And I think that's where my disconnection is Mm. with Pixie. Like, I really like the person and the personality and the persona. The looks are leaving me a bit cold so far, I will say. Because I did really like the get up for the challenge. Yeah. But yeah. this was a bit... And they did a great Del Boy last yeah, week. They did the, the... Yes, I loved... Sorry. The, Del, the minute you say that, I'm like, the Del Boy look, iconic. What a really fun drag interpretation of a British classic that you'd never yeah. make the connection with, with drag. Yeah. And then you go on to something like this, and it's, it was yeah. just a bit... Yeah. I don't know, underwhelmed, clearly, because I could, couldn't fucking remember it. <laughs> I completely agree. And I think... So they, they did... They they had that like moment with the, with the Del Boy last week that was amazing. And then they had this second look last week, which was just like... I can barely it was like just the rainbow and the sun thing and it just was like where did this even come from what what are you trying to do it mm. was like like as if they were just literally going to some big costume thing at the back of a club and they just picked 12 outfits and were like okay we'll see what way we can force these out down the runway <laughs> so that's the end of the runway it turns out queens of the bone age become the girls allowed meaning triple threat become the one true voice yeah. of this week's competition I think I think we'd all agree that was a fair decision. We all happy one hundred percent, one hundred percent. I, I kind of think they should have said because Rue does this sometimes. Like you are the winning team, baby. You are the winner of this week's challenge. You're all safe, and then let the other four be. I don't know the bottoms. I think I kind of felt baby deserved special shout out because I think if they were judged individually, she would have been the winner. Yeah, I'd agree. Yeah, it was a cop-out for the other gals to all get badges, I will say, even with that. And it would have been nice to see all of them get critiques, for sure. Like, if you could put, like, Copper Top won a badge and Baby didn't. 
copper like that is a crime <laughs> copper in the time that we've been recording this i forgot about copper top again <laughs> do you know what i mean I, I know i know exactly what you mean at least he's a real redhead unlike freddie mm-hmm. that's all I true we'll give them that um, we'll give them that the only thing, the reason I want to mention this is because I was wondering whether it was a Tiffany Pollard reference when Sminty said they don't like to do old maiden looks. Is that a reference to, you know, Gemma is a cunt. She had old these old maiden, maiden shoes. shoes. Yeah. God, must have been, but that went over my head as well. To be and honest. obviously over Cheddar's head as well, who was just like, yeah. you need a bigger reading list. <laughs> Cheddar not understanding anything is just my mood board for the rest of the year. Just not willing to engage. No. Just mm-hmm. staring off into the middle distance. Yeah. Just this is the plane I'm on. Angry at young people. Yeah. So that left Starlet and John Purse in the bottom two. To be honest, like the I I was surprised. I thought it was going to be John Purse versus um, Sminty. I, I was surprised yes. Starlet mm-hmm. ended up in the bottom two. I was. I've liked Sminty so far because that's an aesthetic that I tend to gravitate towards with mm. drag and everything else. But this, I was really surprised that she didn't get it as hard as uh, Starlet did in terms of critique mm-hmm. because they were both like quite messy. And the, mm. I, I just, I didn't really get that. Um, and again, I have bias towards Starlet because I just have loved their look so far and... The general attitude, I think they just uh, dropped the ball here. So I, that's what I was kind of expecting and also maybe slightly hoping for that it was going to be Sminty and John, I mean, whatever Sminty didn't know the lyrics and had a worse runway look. Whereas Starlet like, knew her lyrics, she just didn't give the presence. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I just thought it was, a, it was a more minor crime. And yeah. I wonder whether it was set up to send John Purse home and they were like, you know, Starlet was told she had the best run uh, entrance look Rue's ever seen. She seems to be Rue's favourite. We'll put her up against John Purse, we'll send John Purse home. And then John Purse just ended up out, out, out lip syncing her and they had to send her home. Maybe, yeah. I think maybe there's also a thing of you could see, and again, this could be the edit office and whatever, but you see in the confessionals how much, and when they go backstage and Sminty's immediately like recognises that she fucked up and is yeah. like, like really upset and apologizing to baby and everything like that whereas again as we already talked about yeah. you've started being like oh, i had a lovely time <laughs> off of the stage uh, but then that's better like, tv Sorry? you'd yeah. be surprised if you just don't want to keep her in yeah so i, I yeah. had so i i mean i think that when i saw starlet in the bottom two i knew there and then that they had decided that they were cutting her her, her cutting okay. her free because I think if they'd wanted to send John Burton, they would have needed like an energetic performer and you would have gotten that from Sminty. You weren't Sminty, ever going to yeah. get that from like, if it had been like a kind of a croony Adele or, or Amy Winehouse song, then like maybe, you know, okay. Starlet yeah. could have kind of sold that. But with like a about you now, sugar babes, like you, you needed energy for that performance. And like, other than like a very unfortunate death drop she more or less just stood planted in the one spot and very yeah. timidly like moved her arms yeah oh no agree that she did the worst lipstick i just wasn't expecting that level of energy from john either, so i was glad to see <laughs> it uh, but what a banging lip sync song about you now sugar babes one of, one of the great british pop songs mm-hmm. that we need to have on the show so glad we had that it yeah so good so good. Okay, so it's time for the show. I get to ask you who is going to win. Black Pepper's going to win. 
Black Pepper's gonna win. Yeah, well, it definitely I, I seems like Okay, sorry. So okay, send it to me. Black Pepper. Okay, I'll give you a ri- uh, an order instead. Black okay. Pepper first. Danny Beard second. Dakota third. Okay, okay. I'll go with that. Right, and I, I, okay, I I'm happy. Seal it. Don't let me talk <laughs> again because I'll change my mind. I rounded that top that top three with Baby as number four. I would say, but I think that I could I could yeah. see that being the yeah nice very good. Uh, tell us about flop culture. Flop culture is my new podcast. We talk all about flops, bops, celebrity culture, everything in between. But it's mainly about flops. Each week, a guest comes on and talks about their favorite flop, uh, an item in pop culture that maybe didn't get its day in the sun is a critical failure, commercial failure, whatever. They get to come on and talk about it for however long they want, really. And I get to learn about it, and the listeners get to learn about it. And it's great fun, having a great time. Both of you are going to be on next season. I'm very very excited excited to dig into them. Yes. Enjoy the enormous amount of homework I've given you. Thanks again to Vanula for coming in. Make sure you check out Flop Culture. If you like the show, I'm sure you're going to love her show too. And James, next week, design challenge. Who do you think is going to soar and who is going to drop? Well, I think we're going to get a continuation of the Sminty Flop era. <laughs> I, I, that's what I'm picking up from the uh, the ever so subtly dropped um, hints in the, in in the, the promo. promo. But you never know that. That could just be something that they make up. Um... I don't it's interesting because there's no one who's really like pitched or claim as like a seamstress I mean we Cheddar Gorgeous will be good mm. at putting an outfit together um, you know the, the likes of say like Black Peppa has spoken about kind of having a lot of the outfits made so we don't know how crafty they are as mm. a queen Danny Beard hasn't impressed me looks wise so I'm not 100% sure that they're going to do something amazing as, as part of it do you know what I think this could be Copper Tops Week there we go. Yeah, I also think Pixie Polite might know her way around a sewing machine. Yeah, I can see that. And again, this would be another one where she's like, my sister Tia Coffee did a terrible job and I need to mm. like stake it, I need to, to rehabilitate the image of the family. <laughs> also, LeFail in this episode said, oh, thanks for bringing extra material, which may sound like she knows what to do with material. So yeah, keep an eye out. Yeah, I'd, 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 be, I'd be up for that as well. Yeah. I'd be up for that as well. Right, well, join us again this same time next week where we're chatting episode three. Until then, check us out on Instagram at sissythatpod. Have a lovely week. We'll chat to you then. See you, love you. Bye. Bye. This show is part of the Headstuff Podcast Network, a hub for the creative and the curious. Shows are produced in association with Headstuff and the Podcast Studios Dublin. Find out more or become a member at headstuffpodcasts.com.